Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. I'm just Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Will Turboff joining us now, recruiting writer, 24-7 sports. You can follow him at, at Baylor Bears 247 or at Will Turboff. Uh, and uh, Will, welcome to the uh, the Mosley program here. Excited to visit with you. And, man, it sounds like you had a nice time there in San Antonio. I've been fascinated with that All-American, uh, the game, the combine, that's the Under Armour. It's like a week of practices. Then they have the big combine for the 2025 recruits, 2026. Will, I bet that was uh, a pretty cool event. You've probably been in the past, but uh, how was that? Uh, uh, and, and did Baylor have quite a few targets there? Yeah, hey, Matt. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, glad to get this going with you. But, yeah, spent spent about four or five days in San Antonio with, uh, with the crew of 24-7 Sports. And, you know, Baylor didn't have anyone in the actual game this year. Hopefully that's going to change pretty soon. Uh, but they did have quite a few guys. Uh, that at least have some interest in the National Combine. And, boy, uh, I'll start off with Shadarius Toodle, who's a 2026 recruit. So, a guy that's a sophomore now uh, out of Mobile, Alabama. I, I was uh, had a focus on running backs and linebackers in terms of scouting at the Combine. And Toodle was probably the best one I saw that has any kind of, of relation to Baylor. Uh, he actually got an invite to the game two years from now, um, Tall guy, I want to say six three and a half, about two ten right now. He's got a lot of room to grow. Um, that's going to be a guy that I think will turn out to be a national recruit. He was in Baylor a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think it was actually for the West Virginia game, and uh, you know, almost committed on the spot there. So Baylor is is working hard uh, from the start for a twenty twenty six guy. Obviously, no commits in that class yet. So Toodle may be that first guy, and if it is, it would be big. Uh, a couple other ones: Nicholas Tramble. Uh, out of Aldean and uh, Nicholas Robertson out of Klein, both guys that I had a chance to talk to a day before the combine who said they were in love with Baylor. Tramble, uh, his, his connection actually comes from Keenan Hall at SMU. Uh, he'd been locked in with Hall and, and the SMU staff for months, uh, and ever since Keenan, you know, made the move to Waco, it's been it's been really exciting. Same thing for Robertson. Uh, was talking to Coach Mateos for a long time. It seems like Chris Kapilovich is really taking over. So, like I said. Exciting future uh, in mm-hmm. terms of what we saw at the National Combine. And like I said, maybe maybe a couple more guys on that on the, in that game next year. What is that Combine? Take us inside that thing. What What is that like? I know some of these recruiting events and camps, and you've attended a lot of those, but this kind of Combine, um, I, I think I, I saw where there were like 600 people that were involved overall. I think I heard an interview the other day that the director mentioned something like that. And then, Will, for people that haven't been to one of those, like, what do you do? Do you get down there as close to the field as possible? They're in the Alamo Dome, and just kind of you you have a roster with everybody's kind of number, so you know all these. Do they make it fairly easy to see everything, or do you really have to have, like, a plan Hey, hey, here's the the groups I want to watch. How do you how do you go about covering something like this? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say Eric Richards and, and Anthony Williams and the entire you know staff puts that on. They do a great job. It's it's kind of a a once in a year type of thing. Uh, you know, there's there's no combine that has 
that many guys from all across the country. And you think if in San Antonio, you're, you're only going to get guys from the region, from Texas. Uh, but I mean, we saw kids from New Jersey, you know, like I said, Alabama, Florida, California, all over the place. Um, so the way that we took, you know, this combine as, as a team at 24 seven was that we decided to split up and, and kind of choose each position that we were going to look at. So like I said, I had running backs and linebackers and everyone was kind of looking around. We had a huge roster right over, I think it was over, over 500 kids there. They have two different groups. It's an all day event. I mean, it lasted 11 hours. Uh, they do testing in the morning. They, there's two different groups. So each group has testing and then each group has, you know, drills and one-on-one. You really get a chance to see these guys all day. Um, instead of just seeing, you know, seeing them in games may be a little bit more important, but being able to see them test and then see how that, you know, kind of plays into the rest that they get and, and the drills that they're in, uh, it's, a really, it's a really fun event to go to. All right, and I was surprised to see 24-7 in that top 10 list for 2025, SMU sitting there at 10. And I get how these things work. A lot of times it's on quantity of players and all, but it was kind of impressive to see that because, uh, you know, it's kind of like who doesn't belong, and it's like, whoa, okay, SMU's, you know, getting at least pretty aggressive. I would think Baylor needs to be extremely aggressive 2025-26. It sounds like from listening to you, they are doing that. Just for 2025, does it seem like Baylor's ahead of the game? Because from a rating standpoint, I wouldn't say this 2024 class blew anybody away. Although, you know, maybe like this freshman class they just had 2023, maybe they'll end up feeling great about some of the players they did land. What, is it, are they being very aggressive in these 2025 and 26? Is it sort of almost a renewed focus that you're sensing? You know, Matt, about two weeks ago, I would have told you that Baylor was far behind the curve of where they really, you know, needed to be in 2025 recruiting. Um, especially looking about looking at you know how they did it this past cycle, kind of getting guys early um, and making sure that the guys that they wanted knew that you know that they were wanted. Uh, but in the last few weeks, they, they've really stepped it up. Jamin Brown uh, from Alabama committed yesterday. That was a guy who they had seen in late November, um, and Eric Mateos was kind of fell in love with, and Kapilovich just came over and 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 made sure that they got that done before. Uh, he gets more offers than, you know, I got a chance to take a look at his film last night and like the same with me blown away. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that be a guy like Baylor saw in this last cycle where they have to compete up until, up until signing day. Uh, other than Jamin, you know, Ashton Jones uh, from my neck of the woods out in Houston at Shadow Creek uh, Adam Schobel. Schobel is, is kind of the key to this class. Uh, okay. Quarterback from Columbus. We've got him in, in the top 24 seven. Uh, that'll be a guy who kind of decides what this class will look like. Uh, he recruited Ashton Jones, uh, you know, Dallas Baker and, and Coach Aranda. Uh, they were all wanting him, but Schobel was, was kind of adamant on getting him. Uh, and they fended off some, some pretty good programs. I mean, uh, you know, Houston was still in there until the end, Vanderbilt. Uh, so they're, they're getting guys over Power 5 programs. Um, it's just that point in the cycle where they have to decide who they want the most and then kind of – you know, filter out the guys that they're not super high on. Uh, so we'll see here in the next few weeks how aggressive they get. Um, but as you know, you know, they, they made a lot of staff changes mm-hmm. in, in hopes of, you know, ramping up recruiting. 
the 2024 cycle was not where they wanted it to be. Uh, they're still fighting for, for Alex Foster, defensive lineman out of Mississippi, and this cycle was being pursued by Texas. Um, so with Keenan Hall, with Jake Stavdell, who, who just picked up Ashton Hawkins out of the transfer portal from Texas State, uh, with a few other guys, Kapilovich, uh, I think it's going to be a much different recruiting you know, experience than what we saw over the last few months. Um, and they're hoping that, you know, that means better. What about Ashton Hawkins? Um, and we're talking to Will Turboff, recruiting writer, 24-7 sports. And, uh, and again, you can follow him at, at Baylor Bears 24-7 or at Will Turboff, and that's T-U-R-B-O-F-F. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm all for getting anybody from Texas State after what they did to Baylor last year. And I even looked it up. I think he just had... I thought everybody had like 100-yard games against Baylor uh, in that game, but Ashton had like six catches, 58 yards. I do remember him, though, because he's a shifty guy, speed-type guy. Uh, they certainly need more speed and breakaway threats. You know, you can't just have Baldwin and, and you know, that be it. I think they've got a few that are starting to hopefully emerge. What about Ashton Hawkins from DeSoto, Texas, coming over from Texas State? Not a big guy but certainly a, a speed option. Yeah, you're right. Not a big guy. Uh, this is a guy who over the last few years kind of went under the radar. I mean, completely went under the radar as a high school recruit. Didn't have any offers. Uh, he went to Cisco College, uh, JUCO for a year, and then ended up at Texas State. I, I'm a, a personal big fan of, of Ashton. Uh, had a chance to talk to his one of his coaches at DeSoto. Uh, and he said the same things, you know, that you're saying. He's he's got these huge hands. That's the main thing. He can bring everything down. And boy, he's he's very shifty uh, and a speedy guy, like you said. So I don't think Hawkins will be the last receiver they get out of the transfer portal. They're hoping maybe Lejante Wester from FIU, maybe Mikey Matthews from Utah, uh, maybe Skylar Bell from from Wisconsin. Uh, they had a lot of receivers on campus over the last few days. Uh, and while Hawkins was, you know, one of the top priorities, they're still hoping to get a couple more guys. Wait, remind me on Mikey Matthews because I do know his name out of Utah. What's his deal? I haven't actually had a chance to see the film on that one. Just been so busy with, uh, with yeah, you know, online stuff and, and All American Bowl. Uh, but I know he's uh, kind of a, a hot prospect in, in the portal. They got a lot of teams going after him. Uh, he was a guy that was pretty highly recruited out of high school, too. So I think that would be one of the bigger gets. Uh, not the same mm. type of player as, as Hawkins, uh, but he's got that speed and, and uh, you know, would be another great addition to the team. I like the name. I like Mikey Matthews. He did, he did go to Cal recently on a visit. So we'll see if the Bears um, – could land him obviously they're just getting spavital from cal i thought they might even be more active in the portal considering you know um randa said he wasn't active enough in the past last year they did bring in i don't know 12 to 13 players so far i think as you detailed only four but they're trying to get more what about uh, uh from ohio well they've loved these uh, mac players they got the quarterback finn from Toledo out of the Ohio Bobcats, uh, Kurt Daniker. I mean, that picture that they put out of him, scary. I mean, at least, at least he looks scary. You know, he's got a, he's a massive dude. What is, um, when you've kind of turned on the film or been reading and reporting on Daniker, 
Uh, what stands out about him? Yeah, I mean, Dandeker, more than anything, is going to be a leader for this team, especially for the offensive line. You know, he started for the last two years at Ohio. Um, and like you said, he's a scary-looking guy. He's got that long hair. He's got the beard. Uh, I, just like you said, that graphic with, with the Bears on it. Uh, you know, it just gives you that feel that he's going to be one of those guys that, uh, you know, bring you back a little bit. Old-school type of uh, just run your nose into the ground, big pancake guy. It's, it's film's pretty nice looking uh so i'm really excited about daniker had a chance to talk to him a couple days ago and you know seems like you're a great guy not as scary as he does in that picture and daquan finn man this is a guy who originally i did not think was going to be their you know their focus in terms of of quarterbacks up until a couple days before he committed it seemed like maybe malik murphy was going to be that guy uh there were a couple others and and it seems like finn is is their number one um, it's going to be a battle in the season, but he put up some incredible sets at Toledo last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the same in 22. He can run. He can throw it as far as he wants. Uh, you know, if you're not excited about this guy because he went to Toledo, check the film because he's he's real special. Or like watch basketball. Watch Ray J. You know, some of the players Baylor's brought in, like Ray J. Dennis. Uh, he came from Toledo. I mean, you know, some of these guys they bring in are incredible and we've seen it at all we've seen it at, at a lot of different teams in college football um did you get to take a peek at some of these at this uh combine or even the week of practices you were there for a few days like I, i'm fascinated with these quarterbacks that were in that game that all-american game in this 2024 class hoss haney had interest in baylor they did offer him they were a little late uh, honestly, to the game. He he really liked Baylor, but his parents are both TCU. Uh, dad played football there. His mom played basketball and ran track, so they had a they had the inroads on him. Uh, DeMond, the kid going to Arizona. Uh, Marcus Davila was playing in that game. Uh, Lagway got the Gatorade Player of the Year, did not play in that game. But of all those quarterbacks you watched, who stood out and who do you think is going to going to have some uh, big impacts because you see TCU, they've got people leaving. Chandler left the program. I mean, I, I just think, and again, I'm, I know the family really well, and so I've watched Hoss Haney grow up. He, he's become a monster, uh, what he did at Alito. The only thing holding him back was that teams weren't in love with his size, but obviously TCU uh, got, got by that. What did you think of those quarterbacks that you were around there in San Antonio? Yeah, I love that you brought up Hoss Haney. I, I've known him uh, for a couple of years, kind of dating back to when I was covering Nebraska for, for 24-7 sports. Um, I'm just in love with this game. I, I think he's uh, TCU is going to be the perfect spot for him. Uh, like you said, he's he's not you know huge. He's not the prototype. Uh, but, boy, he can sling it, and he can run with the ball too. Uh, same thing with Trey Owens, who's going to Texas. And, and that's not a guy who's gotten a lot of hype. He's He's kind of been thought of as like the guy that, you know, Texas could offer and get no matter what, you know, didn't have to try, but this is a great football player. Uh, he's got those Texas ties. Um, I think, you know, there's a chance he gets lost in the shuffle there kind of with the, with the quarterback mm-hmm. count that they're going to have between, between Arch Manning and, you know, possibly Quinn for another year and KJ Lacey coming in next year. Uh, but Trey Owens, yeah, I mean, he's not an afterthought and he will be a guy that should you know, probably get a look at Texas at some point. Walker White, that's going to Auburn, uh, has one of the biggest arms uh, that I've seen at that game and, and really any game. Uh, he 
you know, he's got an arm like what, like yours almost. Um, he can just like, I'm mm-hmm. saying the same thing, but these guys can sling it. And, and white is kind of the prototype. Uh, I think Auburn has a lot to be excited for with, with the guys they're bringing in and it starts with Walker white. Yeah. And Baylor offered him too. And he obviously picked Auburn. I remember watching his that probably on 24 seven. I was watching that and they announced that he, he announced he was going to Auburn at one point. I will. I used to not be as into that. And now I have to say, because of all of what y'all do and y'all cover it really well, but I do end up watching those shows, those announcements. I'm just <laughs> like, why am I doing this on whatever random afternoon? But it's hard not to get into it. And Baylor's got to, I honestly, I think they just have to show more conviction. And I don't even mind who they offered in that 24 quarterback. It's like, if you think this kid's a legacy and you like him, Okay, offer him the Bennett kid, um, you know, and don't wait around for everybody else. They, they, Baylor and TCU waited for Haney to pick a school, and he picks Duke, and then it's like, oh, wait, I guess we ought to offer this kid. And then TCU obviously lands him. I mean, you know, if you really like a kid, and maybe they were early to the game on Chobel, which which is great, you know, have some conviction Offer the kid, not wait for everybody else to do it. Do you agree with that, my thought process on that? Oh, I, I completely agree. And I think, um, you know, it's it's probably hurt them in the last few years to, to wait. And it's just a, a change in, in the way that you have to run things. You know, when you're the Big 12 champion and you're the best team in Texas, you don't really have to worry about being the first. Uh, you don't have to worry about making those relationships when guys are in eighth grade or, you know, in their freshman year. And now you're at a point where you're having losing seasons and, you know, the entire staff doesn't have a lot of security. Um, so you have to be in early on those guys. And like I said, they're bringing in Keenan Hall. They're bringing in Spavel. They're bringing in guys that have success recruiting. Uh, and those guys know you have to get in as early as you can. Once you see a guy that you like, you don't have to offer him. Uh, but you go in, you, you get to know his coaches, you get to know his parents, and that's where it all starts. It's just it's just the relationships. When you preach player over person like they do, uh, they know that comes with the territory, and they're already doing a great job of it with this new staff. All right. Well, hey, man, it was fun having you on. Uh, who do you have in the game tonight? Uh, I'll have you pick against the line. It opened at four and a half. I need to look and see if it's what the latest is, but uh, – um, I'll, I'll ask you to pick against the line and straight up um, in this uh, in this national title game tonight. Which way are you leaning? I got to tell you, I'm taking I'm taking Washington outright. I mean, uh, I'm never going to bet against uh, Phoenix in, in my life uh, after after the Sugar Bowl, and I think they're going to get it done here. I think Harbaugh maybe has some other things on his mind too, so we'll see about that. Yeah, you may have studied down there in Austin, so you may have uh, you always the the team that beats you, you uh, you always want to root for. I've remembered that over the years, uh, and uh, and you want them to go on and and win it. So that'll be good. Will, that was uh, good stuff. I appreciate it. I reserve the right to call on you in the future and uh, keep us updated on all this. Two thousand twenty-five and twenty-six. It sounds so far away. And yet, boy, people love this stuff. They cannot get enough of it. And even that Jamin Brown, there I was reading, you got got him on the phone and got to visit with him, and people love that kind of stuff. So keep up the good work and uh, look forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm looking forward to coming back on soon. All right, there he goes, Will Turboff.
from uh, 24-7 Sports. And he was down there at that combine watching all those future uh, college players. And, uh, Aaron, I got to say, that was uh, – I watched some of that All-American game, uh, the Under Armour All-American game the other day. And, and, and I liked, you know, the, seeing some of the players in that game. But I also liked they would have the players make their announcements. And they had a, like a special little area over there for them. And they would stand with all their families, and so there would be a break in the action or during one of the timeouts or end of a quarter, they would go over there and go, okay, so-and-so's going to make his choice now. And they would have three caps there, and then they would make the big announcement. And um, I I thought it was kind of fun. I I have to say, I, I cannot recall in the past really stopping down for that game, but, boy, NBC does a nice job on that game. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, Will was there and uh, do it does a nice job. Aaron, I'm afraid he did too good of a job. You know who will be calling him now. You know, we'll never get to have Will on again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Will, we enjoyed having you. But now, now of course, uh, anytime we have people on the air, um, some other – some other group tries to come after them. Let's hope 24-7 uh, Tim Watkins and his crew dig in and pay Will the big money.